All right, we should be live. All right. Yo, Spartanburg. Yay. <laughs> so we've got Miss Joy Keith back behind the mic. Hey. With Motivist CrossFit. Now, have you guys met each other before? She actually came by the store, was it yesterday or the day before yesterday? It was, Monday. It was opening day, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Love at first sight. It was. Perfect. I what hope did you so. Buy, what, did you, what did you buy, Joy? <laughs> did they sell you on something good? I mean, they tried, and it all looked good. Um, but I was actually going to dinner, so I didn't buy anything. But I did go today, um, and I got one of the taco bowls. All right. Oh, yeah. That's what's Very up. delicious. That's what's up. I like to say I think I was the first person to purchase something at their store. Is that correct, Camilla? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you were. I'm going to own that forever. So you're short, shortly after we sold out. <laughs> That's what's up, dude. That's awesome. So I was thrown off you guys because you guys sent me your email addresses. And Colin and Camilla, I don't think I've seen Hotmail or Yahoo email addresses in a good <laughs> 10 or 15 years. And Joy, don't laugh too hard because you were an .edu email address too. Yeah, like I'm you're still in like college or something. That <laughs> so many What's that? So there's so, so many discounts with the college email. Is that what it is? Okay, <laughs> yeah. I, I get I get that. I get that. What are, what are so I got to dig domains? mine out. Yeah, what are the hot dig. email domains now? What's that? What's the hot email domain? What's like what's popular? I think it's I, I haven't seen anything other than Gmail in a while. So actually it's kind of refreshing that you guys are not like, you know, with the man. You're kind of like your own thing. <laughs> yeah. It's better than at AOL.com. That's true. I was just yeah. talking about that. I was talking about that the other day. The nightmares. Kids do not understand how good they have it these days. You remember the nightmares of like wanting to get online? First of all, you had to make sure that one of your parents or one of your siblings wasn't on the phone line, right? <laughs> Second of all, you had to hope that the dial-up actually went through, right? Yeah. And it wasn't like a busy signal, Yeah, which yeah, is you hilarious. Have more free minutes than there were minutes in the month. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, it's great. The, the, like, the terror of having to choose a screen name. You remember that? Like having to choose your AIM screen name? Yeah, yeah what was yours, Joy? Um... I'm not going to say it on um, public domain <laughs> because he's still using it. <laughs> I feel like my, my current employer would not like to hear it. Why? Because okay. it's your password exactly. to everything that you have right now. Also that. <laughs> so don't <laughs> me Colin, what was yours? You got to tell me. Back in 1999, when you were on AIM, what was your screen name? Colin Whitney at Yahoo.com. No, that's not at <laughs> Yahoo. No. So um, it's a story. So um, it was I actually had an AIM account before LinkedIn. Thank you for thinking I was younger than that. Um, so in like my sophomore year of high school, a guy on my football team wrote in my yearbook out of out of nowhere. He wrote, "Hey, C Bills, see you over the summer." Like C I C B I L L Z, and I was like, "That's funny. I'll go with that." So that was my name for like everything. I even have a. A Yahoo mail account floating around somewhere with that. Well, there you go. Awesome. Yeah. Camilla, you got any good stories for AIM? Did they have no. that in Brazil? She's from BIM. It was just a struggle. Was, wasn't there like some IQ or something yeah. to talk it, to it, people? They had a test out and she didn't, she didn't have a high enough IQ. 
Yeah, the, the stuff was so <laughs> old back then. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Man, I will... Uh... So Joy texted me her AIM. I'm not sure if I should divulge the information now or not. <laughs> now I have it forever. Yeah, Blackmail. <laughs> um, so, of course, mine... I graduated high school in 2005. So I was looking forward to that. So it was... Uh, and I was obsessed with like and one the brand you know probably in 98 so all about the basketball and the jam so it was got game 2005 yeah (laughs) you can't beat that can't beat that all right so guys um camilla and colin whitney you guys just opened up at um lean kitchen in spartanburg this has been kind of a, a thing in the works for a while I know you guys bought the rights to Spartanburg County a while back. You guys kind of had this plan, and I want to go through all of that. But first of all, before we even get to Lean Kitchen, I want to get to know a little bit. You, I know you guys kind of well, probably Camille a little bit better than Colin. Um, Joy doesn't know you guys at, as of like yesterday. So let's get to know you guys' background a little bit. Now, let's start with Colin. I remember the first time I met Colin, actually. It was at CrossFit Greer. And I think we showed up, it was either, I remember it was, it was dark out. And I think I started CrossFit Greer in the winter time. So it could have been the morning, like early morning, or it could have been late night. I'm not really sure which one it was. I just remember it being dark and we had to run outside. Remember at the old one on Wade Hampton, right? So you had to like run uphill and then back down. So... Colin's in the class and the, the workout starts with a run and I'm kind of, you know how it is when you first join a CrossFit gym and like, I'd been doing CrossFit for a little bit prior to that, actually a long bit. So I was like, kind of gauging, all right, who's gonna, who am I going to beat on this first, you know, my first class year, you know, and I'm looking at Colin and I'm like, ah, this guy, I mean, he's kind of tall. He's kind of skinny. Um, doesn't look super strong. I might be able to take this guy. And then it was like three, two, one, go. And you were like gone. And I was like, oh, well, there he goes. I might catch him on the pull-ups or something. <laughs> but Colin, real quick, man. So where are you from? You're kind of you kind of eclectic because I remember, I think you're from the East Coast, did college in the Midwest, and then graduate down South. Is that correct? Yeah, I grew up, I went to high school in Connecticut. I went to the University of Iowa for undergraduate, and then I went to uh, University of Georgia for my graduate degree. All right, so talk a little bit about how your your upbringing, like was sports a thing? Was fitness a thing in your family back then or not really? Yeah, I would say fitness was always a thing in, in my family. Um, growing up, so like in high school, I played uh, football and volleyball. Um, and, you know, I worked out most of my life, you know, prior to – prior to that just you know not like heavy weights in the gym but like my parents were always working out in the house and we always had exercise equipment so cool the thing so volleyball was that a varsity sport at your high school it was yeah i was the captain of my team too that's cool what shorts did you guys wear what's that (laughs) i said what kind of shorts did you guys wear oh three inches you know (laughs) <laughs> no, good. We, sure we, we wore uh, the appropriate the appropriate uniform. Well, this was back in the 90s when shorts were like 
down to the calf. So you you were probably at least at the knees. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what position did you play in football? In football, so as I grew, I changed positions, but on, on varsity, I played my junior outside linebacker and senior defensive end. Cool. Which one did you like better? Uh, I like defensive end, I think, better. I was the uh, the rushing, so I was on the, the weak side of the offensive line. So my job was primarily to either soak up blocks or go after the quarterback. Nice. All right, so how do you go? How do you get from Connecticut to Iowa for school? Uh, well, my family's from the Midwest, so my family, uh, my my mother and father were the only people to leave their town, which was right on the Mississippi River, so on the border between Illinois and Iowa, and so all my family still mainly lives out there. So um, it's, that's that's where my family is. So whenever I whenever I be out there, my family would come to visit, and I go back and see them. They only live about an hour, hour away from Iowa City. Okay, cool. All right, we'll get back to, to college and stuff a little bit later. So Camilla, tell us a little bit about your background. Where, where were you born and where were you raised? <laughs> I Do know we have time for all that? <laughs> yeah, we got lots of time. Um, well, I was born in Brazil. I grew up there until I was 15. We moved to America in 1999, 2000, to Georgia. Just threw a little pin in the map. Where should we go that it's sort of warm and Southern? Let's go to Georgia. Okay. So I went to school in Georgia, uh, went to college in North Georgia and Colin and I met while he was in grad school and moved to South Carolina. Um, and so went what, to college what, forever. I'm one of those people that went to college for seven years and does not have a doctorate degree. Good for you. So <laughs> Brazil, how did how did your family get from Brazil? Like what was what what happened there? You give us a little bit of a background. Um, my parents were travel agents for like 30 years, and uh when they changed the currency in Brazil, it's a little boring. Um they just started investing their money in America and decided that me and my siblings were going to have a better future uh, moving here. So my brother moved here. I had a couple siblings that already lived here. One was in San Francisco at the time. The other one was in Georgia. And we just decided to go to Georgia because we had a lot of relatives that lived in Georgia at that point. But it, the economy just started changing things in Brazil. It, they were basically getting rid of middle class and my mom just wanted to jump off the ship before he sank. So, so did uh, you speak English already when you came to Georgia? Or? Um, I took, because my parents were tribal agents, my mom wanted me to learn English and I took English my whole life. And when we moved here, I had basically graduated from a 10 year program. Wow. So, wasn't so I, a, had, a I had a very, I had a very strong accent a little bit more than I do now and had to learn a lot of slangs and Southern yeah. talks and things like that. But, um, I was already fluent when I moved here. Wow. Uh, yeah. I would imagine that going from Brazil to Southern Georgia just has to be this crazy culture shock. <laughs> it has oh, yeah. to be so different. How old were yeah, you at that time? 15. 15. All right. So talk about, yeah, moving from, uh, Brazil 
to a brand new country, barely speaking English at 15. Like, did you have any friends? Uh, no, not really. Uh, I went to school in South Forsyth and it was white and Spanish. That was it. Um, that was all there was back in t early 2000. So I basically just sat by myself because I wasn't fitting with the Spanish people and I wasn't fitting with the white people. So it was just kind of weird. But I decided that I wanted to work because that was my way to meet people. So I, I remember my first job was like Kids Are Us in Alpharetta, Georgia, like 5.75 an hour. I thought I was rolling back then. <laughs> I was like, I got my money now. I can take over the world. That's what's yeah. up. I think I think there's a lot to be said about that first job as like a teenager. Um, I remember my first job kind of similar. I was a host at IHOP. And <laughs> yeah, I was I had to wear a vest and like a tie. And I sat people and I then I like check up. But the biggest thing was like back then, um, you know, I think getting introduced, like for me, especially getting introduced to like the restaurant biz was a big deal. Because um, even at like age 14 or 15, whenever that was, you know, you learn how to communicate with all types of people that come into IHOP. You got drunk people, you got fun people, you got really angry people, you got all kinds of people. They're not all like sweet parents that come into Toys R Us. So like, but like, I, I always say, I think everybody should work at a restaurant at least one point in their life because you mm -hmm. learn so many communi communication skills. Um, and then obviously that led to like being a, um, a server and you get to learn how to count cash on the fly, which is another like lost art. I think, have you guys yeah, given yeah. cash to a teenager lately? Like at a cash register? Well, my daughter uh, likes to take my money. She told me that she's going to spend my money and she's not going to work. So I'm no, not doing so well. <laughs> what I'm saying, well, yeah, I hear that. What I'm saying is it's a nightmare. Kids don't know how to count cash anymore and like give you the, your change. I'll tell yeah, you, I had a, someone pay, paying cash at the at, at the store, and I had to give them change, and it was like it took me a second to. <laughs> What's a nickel? Pay. What's a dime? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's almost like a lost art. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, um, we were actually open for like we were actually open for like two hours before we got cash in. Um, one of the guys from Missouri that was here, he's like, do you have cash? And I was like, thought about it, but I was like, does anybody even use cash? And apparently people still use cash, but yeah, I mean, I've worked at all kinds of uh, jobs before, so I know how to work a uh, cash drawer, but it was, I was like, I, I didn't know that people still do that because nobody seems to be walking around with cash anymore everybody's just putting their phone in a machine oh man yeah. we so we uh we drove up to boston yeah we drove um me and my wife we decided to leave the kids at home we were going up for a long weekend and we were like you know what it's just us two we'll have some alone time take some pit stops on the way up and on the way back it actually was kind of fun driving uh without the kids like once you have kids and you drive without kids it's like amazing right <laughs> so, like, uh, so anyways but one thing we got to like the cities you know like washington dc uh new york and stuff and there's toll roads and those you know those guys are like 
in the 20th century still. So you're like pulling up to this toll road and it's one of those things where you got to like throw the change mm -hmm. into the, into the, and Lord's yeah. like, we don't have change. We don't have, what do we do? What do we do? I was like, it's going to be okay. I'm sure we're not the only people on the road out of these <laughs> thousands and thousands of cars that don't have change, but you're right. A lot of people don't carry that stuff anymore. It's crazy. Yeah. All yeah, right. I had to go so, through that in New Jersey. Yeah, I hear that. That's, so that's how I learned to carry money again. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So Camilla, um, was, was fitness and sports a thing for you, like in your early years, teenagers, early twenties or. Yeah. I mean, I swim my whole life. Uh, I did competitive swimming before I moved to America and we, we had a house with a pool. So my mom just pushed everybody to take swim lessons and me and my brother just went with it. So we'd go to like state championships, nationals and things of that sort with our swim team. Cause it's not like sports there. It's not like it's school. So it's just, you go to a private club to take, to go and take a sport. So I did swimming, um, my whole life. Um, and I kind of just took a break after I moved to America. I don't think I was doing mm. anything before Colin and I started dating again. I picked back swimming back up probably about 2008 and started doing open water swims um, with my brother because I was me and him both worked at the YMCA. So we picked swimming back up. Um, so I started doing open water swim, but working out like going back to the YMCA was something that we I started back once we got married, like in 2010, and then we started CrossFit in 2012. All and, right. And now we j I just do everything when I have time, not in the last two months. So don't hold me hostage over this statement. <laughs> <laughs> what was your event back in the day? What did you swim? Uh, I used to do medley. Medley was um, um, my thing. And then once I moved here and got older, I decided that I like long swims. So I started going, I did, I swim from the Alcatraz after I had my first daughter. I've done Joe, Lake Jocasi 5K like th three times already. Um, and I, cause I was started triathlon about three, four years ago. But yeah, I used to be a short medley or um, freestyle and then got older, decided that I didn't want to sprint anymore. That's awesome. I, I bet you just take the long path. I bet you found though, that training with CrossFit has made doing things like that pretty easy, right? Like when you want to hop in the water and do a, do a long swim, or if you want to do a triathlon that you're, you're okay to do it. I, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, um, once I got into a system that I was doing CrossFit and going to cycling. I never really get in the water to train. I will not train. I probably train swam three times in the ocean before I swam from the Alcatraz, just because I was having anxiety about swimming in open water and being eaten by a shark. <laughs> but swimming is, I, it's an, it's for me, it's natural. And as long as my muscles are good. It, I, I have the technique. So if my legs are good with all the training that I'm doing, I, I don't have to train for swimming at all. I can just lift weights and just swim and just have some crazy time. That's awesome. 
Joy, I can't remember. Were you a swimmer too? I know you played soccer. No, I'm trying. I'm trying to do these triathlons, but that's, right. that's the one part I can't do is the swimming. Man, I actually got in the pool this morning right. at Spartanburg Athletic Club. Whoa. The first time that? I swam laps in, well, I swam some laps two years ago right after I had a big knee surgery. So I was doing that like when I was rehabbing, but I don't really count that because it was mostly like kickboard and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, swimming laps and it was good, man, because one of, uh, one of the people I was swimming with was she swam at West Point, um, like in college. Yep. So she kind of had this whole workout program. So we were doing like sprint 75s and like eight sets of fifties. And like, it was, it was fun. I was out of breath. It was, yeah. was there some nine year old woman that went to West Point that you were keeping up with? Uh, right. Well, <laughs> you act like it sometimes, but no. <laughs> it was uh, Caroline O'Sullivan. He's, uh, Thomas now. She just got married. But yeah, it was it was really fun. Um, the uh, Crucible, which is coming up in a few weeks here, they're doing the first event at Spartanburg Athletic Club. So a bunch of people have been swimming over there lately. So I, I jumped in with them. Nice. Are you going to hop in at Crucible? No, dude. I might be online here doing a live broadcast. I'm not sure. Nice. But, um, all right. So how did you guys meet Colin and Camilla? The lighter version. We met while he was in grad school. <laughs> we met the weekend before he started grad school at a bar. At a bar. And you... So Did you Colin, buy No, I was leaving and he was talking to me and my friend just told me to turn around and kiss him and I did. <laughs> and he just kind of like wouldn't leave me alone after that. <laughs> and then a week later she was across the street from where I was. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. You, guys started, you guys started dating right there and then. Or did it? Well, it was just kind of crazy because then I moved to Athens. He ended up that we were that I lived across the street from him, so oh, we so were literally definitely. across the street from each Maybe. other. For <laughs> how, how long did it take for y'all to get married? Two years, a little bit less than two years. Cool. All right, and then how did you guys find? Last question before we talk about Lean Kitchen. How did you guys find your way to the upstate South Carolina area? So after I graduated from the University of Georgia, I got a job in, in Greenville. Okay. Yeah. And what was it? What do you do, Colin? So I, I'm a software consultant. <laughs> Somebody asked me that. I said, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I talk on the phone all day, but um, I, I, I work with a maintenance software. So we help um, large companies roll out maintenance software and help them build their maintenance strategy. So you're a software engineer, basically. No, no, I don't know how to do all that kind of stuff. I just know how to figure out what they want and communicate that to people who can do that kind of stuff. Gotcha. Okay, very cool. All right, so you guys, um, Lean Kitchen has kind of been around the upstate for a couple of years now in Greenville, and I know that you guys have been big fans of Lean Kitchen for a while. So at what point did you guys know you wanted to kind of own a health-oriented Lean Kitchen and what led you to actually pursuing this? Well, I mean, it's an interesting story because um, 
I've owned my business for nine, eight, nine years, and I was ready to not travel anymore. And somebody, a franchise broker, reached out to Carlin on LinkedIn. And I was like, that's it. This is my way out. We are going to open a franchise. We did a couple hours interview and the guy comes back with all these things. He's just like, do you want to open this kind of gym? Do you want to do this and that? And I was like, I already swim, I already CrossFit, I already cycle. I'm, I'm not going to create another sport for me to have a business. So it was all like just things that I wasn't interested in. And one day I was just sitting in the living room and thinking what was already part of my life that I could be passionate about. And I just text Colin and I said, Link Kitchen. And he was like, what are you talking about? I said, the franchise. I said, it's already part of our life. We've been eating this for two years. You know, it's, we track our calories. We've been fitness, fitness pal people for so many years. So he was like, all right, well, just shoot him an email. So I just went to the Link Kitchen website and emailed them and we started the conversation. I think it was like June or July of last year was, uh, was when we talked, we talked to the guy that created, um, and then we talked to Medlock. So we did a little phone interview with Medlock to just get a little feeling of how everything works and, and just to clarify bedlock is colin medlock who owns the greenville stores yeah sorry i just say mm -hmm. medlock because there's two collins so i call him medlock ah yes <laughs> what are the odds yeah, yeah makes it easier um and once and so we would end up going to missouri to meet everybody and it had to be a couple hours in after meeting JR, Austin, and Doug, that I was like, this is it. I was like, the passion to change people's lives on a daily basis that are already in fitness or getting into fitness, need help with eating, or, you know, are moms that don't want to cook anymore like me because they don't have time. They got to pick between going to the gym or making dinner and stuff. I was like, that's it. This is what we want. And you know, we went out to dinner with Austin after we had our whole day, our discovery. And he was like, what do you guys think? I said, there's nothing to think. I was like, we're in. We yeah. want, we want in. So it, once we met them, it was, a, it was like, there was no backing out. We knew that that's what we wanted. That's so how cool. the, the transition from like the idea into actually becoming a franchisee, was it, was it easy to to get all of the ideas, like make a storefront and make everything happen? Or does, does Lean Kitchen help out a lot? Or are you able to use some of your own ideas? Yeah, so Lean Kitchen does help out a lot. Um, basically, uh, Doug does operation for all the franchises, franchisees. And he basically drew our whole um, floor plan, but then we paid big bucks for somebody to just write their name there <laughs> and get some specific measurements. But they helped a lot through the process. I always said that Doug, who I had weekly meetings from day one, was like my therapist. Because if I was hesitating and stressed out over something that was struggling, you know, he was always reassuring and helped me figure out 
because you know there's the problem with getting equipment there okay. there was a problem finding a good location in spartanburg you know because um the franchise has certain standards so there was that problem and i wanted to be downtown uh we want to have a location in boiling springs and duncan but i wanted to be in the middle of spartanburg as our first store but they helped a lot um there was a lot of things that we went to tara hawkins who owns anderson uh lean kitchen and things that we talked to with colin medlock in greenville so the good thing what we like about the franchise is that there's about 20 30 stores but we got such a close group with the people that are on the Uh-oh. Uh-oh, we lost her. He's on a roll, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, so what I'm saying is that all the all the other franchise owners are all great, and we have, a, like, a great relationship with all of them. So it's kind of like a, a close-knit family, um, even amongst the people who are, um, the like, the franchise owners. So it's, it's really at all levels, the, 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 the folks that run the franchise to the franchisee, everybody's great. Yeah, and it's the interesting thing is that when we went to Discovery Day a year ago, we went with a couple from Indiana and they signed up and they opened their store about two months ago. So as we were getting ready to open, they would text me like, oh no, you need to get this. You need to get this. You are definitely gonna need this. So I've been talking to uh, one of them on a daily basis because they just went through what we are starting to go through. Um, but yeah, everybody is just so close and it just, it's reassuring that it's not just another business. You know, mm -hmm. we believe it, we all believe in what we're doing. We all believe in what we're providing to everybody and every, everybody's just pretty upfront and everybody's pretty see-through. That's how I see it, that we're all pretty close and everybody going after the same goal. Yeah, I think that's, I think you hit on a couple key things there. I think first, the biggest thing is believing in the product that you are actually investing in, right? How many people invest in businesses just because they see it as a moneymaker and they'd like to own it, but they don't really want to be a part of it, right? And that, that shows forth in the final product, whether it's a sale, uh, like a, something you buy or something that you produce, like you can tell when somebody just owns something or when somebody's like emotionally and fi not just financially invested in a business. So I think that's awesome that y'all hit on that. And then number two, I think it's cool. Like when I came um, the other day, actually before you guys were open and I stopped by and you took me back in the kitchen just to kind of see it. First of all, I was shocked at how big the kitchen was. Like I had no idea you had all that space back there, which is awesome. We're ready for the burg. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. And and then um, yeah, like for people that walk in, that storefront that they have is like maybe a quarter of how big the actual space is. The tip of the iceberg. It very much is. It very much is. And then um, when, but when I went back there, one of the, I believe it was one of the owners, or at least the main yeah. head chef, one of the owners, correct? Yeah, JR is one of the owners. Yeah, yeah. So he was there um, helping you guys. 
and critiquing you guys and not just giving you a menu and being like, hey, this is it. He actually came, helped you guys set up, made sure that you were making and preparing the food correctly, which shows that they want to have continuity between all the stores. And that's like, that's like my biggest nightmare, right? Like when I open up more, sorry, I keep getting text messages. Um, I, when I, when I open up like another practice or something like that's always my, the scariest thing. It's like, I don't want somebody to be like, Hey, Greenville is awesome. But if you go to Spartanburg location, it's not that great. Or you're like, if you need physical therapy, you're going to Greenville, you know, like I, you want continuity between all the locations. So I think that's really cool that they're invested in every store that opens. Yeah. I think CrossFit needs to take note in that. <laughs> Ooh. I'm going to have to add somebody in the comments. Yeah. What do, you think? do you agree with that, Joy? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I have a question, though. You just kind of made something come to my mind. So do you guys get to choose your menu? Do you get to come up with uh, new bowls or um, menu items on your own? Or yeah, you kind we, of tell you what to make? So we started with, so JR put together like a common starting list. But because mm -hmm. we've been customers with the one in Taylor's for years, we were able to kind of pick and choose what we wanted. So we could like remove some things and add some things in. So, so if you come to the store and it sounds like we like every single meal, like if we're looking for a recommendation, it's true because <laughs> we, we really do like all the meals that we're selling. So it's not just like, oh, this is good and this is good, this is good. We're just saying that. It's like we chose these meals because we love them. Yeah. I know I feel really cheesy when I'm talking to somebody and they ask me which one is my favorite and I'm like, <laughs> well, this one for this, this one for dad, because if I'm honest, there's two meals that I had not tried until this week. And one of them was the teriyaki chicken. And I just never been a teriyaki person, but we it was just flying off the shelf. We kept just making it. So I was like, you know what? I got to try this. I had it for dinner last night while I was here. I was like, you know what? This tastes really good. Now I'm going to have it. <laughs> so that's the only thing that I had not tried. And our donut that Medlock does not have it, which is the bacon maple donut. Um, he hasn't started carrying it at his store. So that was the only other thing that I hadn't tried. And as soon as we made it, um, JR just brought it for me and he's like, you said it didn't have it. You got to try it. And I was like, all right, let's see if I made a good decision, putting this one on the menu. And it was amazing. That thing straight out of the oven with everything on top, ready to go. I mean. So I remember um, you telling me a couple months ago that there was a donut and it was called M&M. Is that correct? Was that it? Or was it Slim Shady? Slim, Slim Shady. Shady. Slim Shady. Are you guys carrying it? No, I had to make a choice between Slim Shady and the bacon. <laughs> There's a we bacon are, donut? Yes, the one that I oh, just wow. had the other day. Maple I mean, it's maple. Oh. Yeah. Well, it's I guess I could, see, I could see that might be a good. I have to try that. Yeah, but so, trust me, we will have the Slim Shady. Okay. I'll vouch for that teriyaki because Colin sold that to me the other day, and I ate it yesterday for lunch. And that was another thing. I was, um, let's see, was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday I got done working out and I had the teriyaki in the refrigerator at work. 
And I also had brought my lunch. I was like, I'm definitely going to get this teriyaki chicken right now because I was starving. So I yep. heated it up. And I was actually like, I, I was surprised. I was, I was full after that. Like it was, I, you know, the portions don't look huge, but it was like enough even after a workout to make me feel good until dinner time. Yep. Yeah. And so. I think that's what we want to bring knowledge to the community because my dad, uh, for an example, will look at those portion. He says, that's not going to fill me up. And I'm like, right. dad, look at Colin. He works out an hour, an hour and a half every day and it fills him up. So we have to bring that knowledge to everybody that it's not about the quantity. It's about the quality of the food. If you're just putting a bunch of junk in your body, it's going to fill you up for like maybe 30 minutes. You know, and then right. you're going to be hungry again because you basically just ate nothing loaded with calories. Um, my dad, I actually took him to the emergency room a couple of weeks ago and Colin brought me dinner and I was like, just bring my dad something. We're going to be here for a while. So my dad literally had a cheeseburger bowl in like five seconds. And I was like, all right, well, I guess these meals are not so bad. And so I was like, let's just see what he's going to say. We get in the car and he's like, so how much are those meals? Because that was really good. If you're saying they're healthy, I should eat them. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, that's the point. (laughs) But yeah, we just got to teach every, we just got to get, that mindset that more food is what's going to fill you up and not, and go to actually what's in what you're eating. That is what going to sustain you. Yeah. Yeah. I I was going to say that, you know, I've lived in Spartanburg. I've always been in Spartanburg and we've really needed something like lean kitchen. There's so many gyms and um, you know, you've got cycle bar, you've got the Y, you've got the athletic club and all the CrossFit gyms. Do you feel that um, like, uh, you've got a lot of support from the fitness community. Like, have you seen a lot of familiar faces coming in? And um... I got to tell you, I've just met a lot of people for the first time. Uh, I've I met you. I met uh, one of the owners for uh, Corvus. The other owner came here. I met one of the instructors for Burn Boot Camp. I think I know somebody from Orange Theory was here. Uh, one of my close friends is the manager for cycle bar, the person for live fit came. So it's just like, people are just coming in and I haven't had a time to reach out to everybody because I was so focused for so long in construction that I was networking mostly in the CrossFit community and more at crash because I was going to gym there. But now it's like, everybody is reaching out to me. And that's, and that's what I like, because I didn't want to just be a hundred percent on CrossFit. I want to reach out to every space, the space at the YMCA, the space at Orange Theory, you know? So I try, I try to expand by networking, but now the owners are reaching out to me that they want to talk, you know, come over there and things of that sort. So I really like what has happened the last few days that I'm getting all these messages and and people coming in. Yeah, that are all. It's even 
people that they don't want to eat at a fast food place. And, you know, people may not exercise, just want to eat better and feel better. Yeah. And so buying a prepared meal can, can save you that trip to fast food. Instead of stopping there, you can just go home because you know you got a meal ready to eat um, in your refrigerator. For sure. Like, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that's 85% of the, the process right there is what you're putting in your body, not even so much the actual exercise. Um, although they're both important, but I'm saying what you put in your body is, is yeah. even more important. Um, yeah, I agree. I mean, we've only been our, our Spartanburg location for physical therapy at Apogee has only been open since April. And I, I can totally vouch for that because there's been plenty of times around 12 or one o'clock or after I get done working out in the morning and I'm like, man, like I did not pack enough food at all. Um, and literally my only option was planet smoothie, which is in our plaza, which they're great. I love them. Um, or I had to drive all the way down Reedville road to tropical grill. So now you guys are like 0.7 miles away. So <laughs> yeah. it's, it's perfect. Yeah. yeah I couldn't, and, I, I couldn't and, be happier. In the downtown. So we always expected and hoped that we get the lunch. Uh, people for downtown. So, I, but I figured it was going to come with time. We, I can't tell you that we, how many people come in between 11 to one, grab a meal and leave. Yep. And it, I was here Tuesday and I was like, we got to order our tables. We're late on ordering our tables because we want to put a couple um, bar tops for yeah. people to be able to sit down, but we have a rush lunch hour because when you think about it, um, the cost of our meals are a lot cheaper than most of the options downtown. They're healthier. And unfortunately, because everybody doesn't have a lot of staffing. So a 30, 45 minute lunch is not going to get you a whole lot of downtime. You know, if you're trying to sit at a restaurant when you can just come here, heat up the food and you're good to go. Yeah. But yeah, we were definitely, I'm, I've been very pleased the last few days of having lunch, um, downtown workers to just come here, check it out, grab a meal and go back to work. Yeah. So you're definitely, you're going to put some tables and maybe oh, some yeah. microwaves. That would be awesome. Well, we have the microwave. So all the stores are designed to have the microwave and a couple tables. But we were trying to have the tables outside and decided to go with them inside. And I was just like so busy and trying to pick the exact chair that I wanted or the exact table. And last night I just turned to Colin. I was like, I just got to press the button on this. I was like, we got to go. I was like, I'm getting stressed out. People want to sit down and I don't have a table. Yeah. I, I thought well, first time I ever went to a lean kitchen, I thought that was one of the coolest features because um, I was in a rush. I can't remember, but I was starving and I bought one of the the meals there. This was at the Taylor's store and the girl working there was like, hey, just eat it, heat it up and just eat it in your car while you drive. I was like, you guys have a microwave here? They're like, yeah, <laughs> like, that's an awesome feature to have. Okay. Yeah. Now we just need self-driving cars. So it's a little bit more safe to eat while you drive. Have you guys ever thought about like I honestly personally I can't wait for that. I will be so much more productive once we have self-driving mm -hmm. cars. 
Like I, I won't know. have to do any paperwork when I get home. I can just do it while I'm driving on my commute. I can take a <laughs> nap after I work out, get some quick recovery in. You could just hire a limo driver to take you to. Dude, I, I'm not there yet. Maybe if I start a lean kitchen somewhere else, I don't know. Spartanburg <laughs> <laughs> County, you're not. <laughs> That's right. Not in Spartanburg County. So that is cool. So you guys do have the rights to the whole county. And yeah, you awesome. have plans to open up in Bowling Springs and Duncan. Yeah, that's what yeah. we're looking. We just got to find the right, um, the right locations. Wow. Well, on 290 where I live, um, there's literally every fast food and Subway restaurant you can think of on planet Earth with nothing healthy. So. Yeah, my landlord was just telling me he has a building in to, on 290 for me to check it out. So the concept of Lean Kitchen is you have one location that makes all the food. So we have 2,500 square foot here. So all other locations are just the storefront, which our storefront is about 750 to 800 square foot. Mm -hmm. The problem is that everything everywhere is over 2,000 square foot or somewhere between 1,500 to 2,000 when we don't need that much space. So we're just like sitting tight and waiting for the right thing. As soon as the right location pops up, we'll start moving forward hopefully soon. Um, but yeah, so it's always, they want the goal for every franchisee is to open one every year. So we're hoping that even with all the delays that we had that we've learned a little bit along the way and things will run a little bit smoother on our second location. But we're also hoping to do really big on delivery. Um, we are covering the whole Spartanburg County for deliveries. Um, I only had one last week, um, but I think it's just, everybody just wanna come to the store in the beginning, see what the store looks like and meet us. But we're definitely, uh, hoping that we'll have a lot of deliveries to do in Spartanburg County. Yeah, I can guarantee you're going to have some few, uh, quite a few at Motors CrossFit next week. Yay, that's good. <laughs> I was going to ask, what what's the stress level like thinking about opening up two more spots? I mean, that that sounds so daunting. I, I think now I'm like super zen now that I'm open. <laughs> I'm not, it's, it's been like very, it, the good, it's a different kind of stress. I think going through construction is very stressful. Um, David was one of my um, therapists uh, yeah. through the process. In more way than one, yeah. right? <laughs> In more yeah more than one way that's i was telling somebody i was like well he's more like my therapist and i just <laughs> go there and stretch a little <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i think the biggest c concern is always trying to find the right staff more than the stress of building a second location getting to a system i think everybody's struggling with that now and hopefully it will improve but i think once you have that first location, everything just starts getting a little bit more on the norm. My stress level has never gone below a five anyway. So, so I'm used to it. Yeah. My husband was... may not be used to it because all I do is yell at him all the time. So yeah, her stress level has never gone below like a nine. It's like a 12 right now. I get that. I get I that. Four. 
<laughs> I uh, so I I want to ask I want to go back for a second here when you first told Colin that you wanted to lean kitchen like hey let's do it so Colin at what like you're a very like even keeled laid back dude um was it one of those things where you're like just kind of like okay let's yeah we'll just kind of go for it and um you know we'll put the application in we'll make the calls and just kind of see what happens at what point were you did you get like fired up like okay i'm in well i was or was in, that i was in from the beginning because like she said i mean we had talked to a couple people about franchise opportunities and none of them there were nothing nothing really was exciting it was like like interior design was the big thing like everyone was redoing their homes during covid so it's great i was like I don't care all that stuff. Right. And then when she said Lean Kitchen, I said, yeah, that makes perfect sense. And so we had several conversations with the owners of the company between like that June and we went to for Discovery Day in like September. So between three months, we probably had four or five phone calls. And every time we'd speak to the, to the folks that own the franchise, like Austin, JR, and Doug, I was always, you know, trying to trying to find a reason not to go that way, trying to find a problem with the business model or a reason why we couldn't do it. And every time we spoke to them, I was more and more excited about doing it. It just, just made more and more sense. And, and it, it, it felt more and more like a no brainer as we were talking through and, and just meeting the guys. And, and especially once we met them in person and saw what they're all about. That's awesome. Well, That's what you want. That's what you yeah. want. So I want to ask, what were you guys most nervous about opening Lean Kitchen and what were you most excited about? Um, I think everybody's, so I've tried to network so much for so long. So me being nervous was like, have I done enough? Have I put in the word there enough? Are do people see how I feel about this, the way that I do, like, I'm not, a lot of time before I feel like the last years where I literally came out of my shell and I'm like more approachable and I talk to people more because I'm more on the shy side. So I'm always wondering if I've done enough. So I was always worried that maybe people weren't able to see how much this means to me, you know, how the, the passion that I have for the food, but the, the thing that I was mostly excited about, which goes in hand with th that statement is that every time I spoke to somebody, I feel like they got that the way that I was describing every single meal, because I didn't just learn this meal and I'm not just telling you about it. Like I can tell you a situation of every single meal. Like for example, the turkey tacos is something that Colin would go to Taylor's and he would buy me six, eight of them because they're easy to eat on the go. And I would take them while I was driving to New York. So I think everybody that met me got exactly what I wanted. And that was what I was excited about Monday. Everybody coming in is like seeing how excited we were and telling us how everything looks great and how much we needed for Spartanburg. And I was like, I'm so excited we're doing this that we can change the view of what is to be at a downtown, you know, other than 
just the bar, the restaurant, you know, you have a healthy option for everybody that works here because every downtown is not just restaurant and bars, you know, there's a lot of workers. Um, and I think everything that I was scared about is making worth every day that I'm going through this. I mean, my stress is crazy and insane, but as long as nobody notices it, it's good. <laughs> Hey, it's only a five. <laughs> it's only a five. Yeah, it's only a five. Well, only five. I will I will tell you this. I'll vouch for you, Camilla. I was like throughout this whole process, um, from the time that I found out that y'all were um from the time that I found out that y'all were, you know, opening up Lean Kitchen to the time, you know, you signed your lease to the time you were waiting for the permits and waiting for the city to get on board with everything that you're doing i just i know that whole process and how awful it can be um but you were you were out there doing all these events before your store was even open promoting it i mean you were at pretty much every spartanburg event that was outside you were at all the crossfit events trying to promote you had people wearing your shirts all over crossfit so i mean it was really cool all the stuff that you were doing just to prepare for this big opening week so um, I think, and then, you know, I think that kind of proves once you guys open those doors, the flood of people coming in, I mean, all that hard work just paid off. So it was really good. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it definitely made a difference and it's exciting to see the people that have been seeing me out there when, um, some of the people from crash came here and I'm like, yeah, it finally happened. I get it. It's <laughs> been a while. <laughs> I've yeah. been walking around with muscle bites for a while. <laughs> yes. Protein balls. But yeah, and that was another thing. Uh, whenever I was frustrated, frustrated about something, uh, you know, the franchise, you know, would always just say, hey, we are like amazed with how much work you're putting in that people just focus on opening up and, you know, I was stressed about one thing, but I wanted to just still go out there and go to events and tell everybody about it because I knew, I know I have so many hats, but it was, it was always comforting to know that people like the, the founders of Lean Kitchen were seeing how much this means to me and that I was out there promoting way beforehand, even though I was ready to murder people from time to time. <laughs> right. right, I get that. So now that you guys are open, um, how do you guys split the responsibilities in reference to the business? Like who's in charge of what? I'm gonna let you take this one, Un. She runs the day-to-day -day operations. So I'm still, I still have my, my day job, quote unquote day job. So she runs it, the, the business with her sister back in the kitchen. Uh, my role is mainly to make sure that they're getting um, the systems in place that can make the process more efficient, make sure that they have the, the right food and right supplements in stock to accomplish the goals. And, um, be the punching bag every once in a while. I hear you. I hear you. So you're the back end. She's the front end. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, yeah. Do you guys feel like you have like specific skills, each of you some unique skills that you're able to use in your new business? I think me being a business owner for eight years has prepared me for a lot of 
the last minute stress, you know, owning a transport company for eight years when a vehicle broke down in the middle of the street or the air conditioning stopped working, I had to be able to jump into a solution and solve it before anybody knew what was going on. So I think that prepared me a lot for the headaches that have come beforehand and that I'm sure it's going to come. Um, when we run out of food or we can't get food in one place or some kind of supplement or, you know, foil pans, they're like a unicorn these days. Hmm. And if you find them, they're very expensive. Um, so I think my experience as a business owner have made me good to be able to be somebody that can jump on anything. But in the fall, the problem with the business that I had is that I was a one person show. So I'm struggling now, which Colin is trying to assist me is knowing how to not micromanage everybody because I can't be in the kitchen 24 seven. I can't be in the storefront 24 seven. So I'm, he's helping me set up things, uh, systems in place to give everybody their own hat and me not to be working 14 hours a day like I am right now. <laughs> she's really good at getting things done, but because she's really good at getting things done, she's always focused on the thing right in front of her. So what in my role in my job and, and now with Moon Kitchen is kind of making sure that the big picture is there. So making sure we have the food um, in inventory before we need it, making sure that the people know what plan they need to do in order to get the, the work done. And then just letting her attack the, the problems, the fires that come up every single day in a, in a business. And, and that's, that's kind of how we're, we're trying to work it. Week one, we'll see about <laughs> week two, three, four. Cool that you guys, you know, you really play off of each other. Well, you need someone that's that big picture person, right? And you also need someone that can focus in on those small details. It's how you get stuff done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think I think Joy, you do a good job of this too. I think any business owner, um, you really have to learn how to maybe take your foot off the neck of your employees and just kind of let them delegate and you know be an example and teach them what's up, girl. Um, you know, teach your employees how to almost be like a mirror of yourself, or you know, let them have ownership in your company if that makes sense, right? Like. Give them responsibility, and as they own that responsibility, you'll see your productivity going way up because they're invested in it, and they're just not an employee showing up to clock in. Oh, yeah, otherwise you'll just run yourself ragged. Yeah, but that's, I think that's definitely one of the hardest things to do as a business owner, but we all understand that, like not wanting to micromanage everybody, you know, like being able to trust your people to, to represent you and represent your brand. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so far we found great people. It's just, you know, it, we're, we're just working out all those, those little kinks there at the, at the beginning. So. Oh yeah, y'all will be uh, working so those out. Wow. You might have some crazy person come in and buy ten turkey tacos because they're driving up to New York that day, and you know, <laughs> your, your whole plan for the week goes out the window just because. <laughs> well, well just we had that, that happen yesterday because somebody called and asked for brownies and she came to pick up 10 boxes of brownies because 
Anderson didn't have and her daughter goes to college there. So all the brownies we made yesterday were cut in half. <laughs> so guess what we made first thing this morning? Brownies. Well, be prepared because I know for sure that scenario is going to happen tomorrow because <laughs> I had a patient who I was talking to today and he was like, yeah, I'm going to stop over there tomorrow because we're heading out of town for the entire long weekend. And we want to make sure we're staying on our healthy eating habits. Yeah. So they're coming in tomorrow. He's coming in tomorrow to buy a weekend's worth of, of yeah. meals. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Well, Colin, as far as long-term goals for Lean Kitchen and opening up three stores, do you think uh, you ever will step away from your day job and just have this be your thing? Or do you think you'll always keep your foot in, in the business that you're in? So, I mean, that's kind of the long-term plan um, on, you know, day 10. It's too soon to kind of say that, but. Right, um, right. Um, it, you know, it all kind of depends. So, you know, if, if we're able to operate these stores kind of with me moonlighting as a franchise owner, then we'll, you know, we'll just take it day by day and, and store by store. I mean. I'm, you know, I'm happy with my job right now, but I'm, you know, I'm happier working with my wife. Hand in hand. <laughs> that is not uh, true. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hear that. Yeah. No. yeah. Yeah. David, how is that going working with your wife? Well, it's you okay. We because, should go for it. <laughs> well, the thing is when she finally decided to come and work with me, we ended up opening another location. So we're only with each other for like half the week. We're not like oh, yeah, all right. day, every day together. So, that's so yeah, that worked out fine. <laughs> so, so I noticed you guys have a, oh, sorry. Oh, no, go for it. So you have like, you have a pretty good social media presence. Like you use Instagram um, stories. You always have stuff going on. How's that been like trying to build up that social media platform? Do you, do you find that that brings in a lot of customers? It's good marketing for you. Yeah, so I, when we were like watching a video, I was with one of the people that does social media, they were telling us, if you're planning to open at this time, you should start at this time. So I started doing that. There's a lot of things that I'm still stuttering over, which is going live and just making videos of me speaking. Um, I don't love doing those, but it seems like the reels are what attracts more, but social media, I mean, I didn't think it was a big deal, but after day one, it, we just exploded and I try to stay on top of it. Um, you know, we've, the franchise pushed a lot for that because, um, things like in social media, like doing the videos and having uh, influencers the way that Greenville has set up has been very successful. So I wanted from the start have a presence. So now I've learned that when I make certain videos, you know, I tag key people that I'm close to that I know have a large um, follower crowd, you know, so I'm, I think when I posted my date or my sign, I tagged David and I tagged a couple gyms and a couple more people and it, they have such a big follower. So I'm, so I'm learning that. And I think I, 
am on Facebook and Instagram all the time. And I figured, why do I have to pay somebody to do it? I was like, I want to give this a go and do it myself. Now, it's been hard on some extent on some things, but I've watched some videos. But I think just the Instagram of the city of Spartanburg, just going there and make taking a picture without even coming inside and talking to me, just taking a picture and making a post welcoming brought the people outside of our network, you know? So I think it has a huge impact in all business. And I, I think everybody just needs to just be in there. Mm -hmm. And it, it kind of seems like if you don't have a lot of Instagram or you don't have a presence, it's like, are you even a real business? That, <laughs> you, you, and that shouldn't be what it is, but that is literally what is going on today. Yeah, yeah for sure. I, it's the craziest thing. I mean, when Carla and I started dating, um, I it was when I got Facebook. You know, I was never on what was it social? Who was friends with Tom? What was it? Uh, my MySpace. MySpace. Yeah. Yeah, Tom still my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> he was my first friend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I just never thought it was a big thing, but now it's just it seems like you're getting you're being recognized and vouched just by having a big group of followers uh, people that like your page people that follow you it seems that in today's society that is what gives you a lot of impact so i've been i've been really trying to be on it every day and i told one of the guys here because he has a super happy personality and he's very fun and i was like listen you need to go on facebook on instagram every day and tell people you're here because they love you and they want to come see you when you're in the <laughs> store that's awesome yeah. that's I know really that we found like we get more traffic on our instagram than we do our actual website so yeah. it's an important thing to have yeah exactly yeah and especially with um Everybody, most franchises don't have their own website. I mean, some people do, but they tell you to just use the franchise website for that, but keep the traffic into social media. And, and that's just what I've been trying to push over and over. Like, so when I was going to events, I had a big printout with a QR code for our Instagram page. My business card has a QR code for Instagram page because that's what I did for six months was telling people just to go on my Instagram page and follow for updates on opening day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I have a love-hate relationship with Instagram. I hate that I'm on my phone more than I want to be. Um, but you can't help it. You got it. You As a business owner, you got to be on there at least posting yeah. something. Are you even a real business owner if you don't have an Instagram? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, and even if even if it's the most like just posting something daily, even if it's the most minute thing, I guess is important. A lot of people, you know, you got to keep that traction. But uh, <laughs> it's funny. It sucks because I have, I don't know if it was a mistake or not. Because when I opened up Spartanburg, I opened up a second Instagram page for the Spartanburg location. And then I've got our main page for the Greenville location. I'm not sure if I should have just kept it all together because now I'm like answering to both and trying to, yeah, just a lot of flipping back and forth. World problems. 
Yeah, it really is. <laughs> I, mean, I shouldn't. I shouldn't even complain. All right. Um. Cool. So you're you're a couple days, ten days in, with lots and lots of years to go. Spartanburg is awesome. It's growing. Um, yeah, it's. Crazy I cannot wait to see the kind of growth downtown Spartanburg has within the next five years. I've been to some of those meetings and um, yeah. hearing the plans and the type of investors that are coming into downtown Spartanburg. It's going to be kind of a, a face change, I believe, in like the next two to five years of what, what people think of Spartanburg. So it's cool that like uh, you guys are getting in right at the beginning as a mainstay. Um, and then obviously Motivus is like a staple in CrossFit or in, in Spartanburg. So, um, you guys have been there forever. Yeah. Although we did get kicked out by one of the investors, but that's okay. <laughs> Your new space is awesome though. Hey, thanks. Thanks. Still on the trail. So I can literally ride my bicycle to lean kitchen as soon as that, that part gets opened up. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, I'm waiting for that part to open up. <laughs> That's what, uh, so Dylan, you guys all, you all, I know joy, you know, Dylan Davis. Um, he was like, dude, stop being lazy. Just bring your bike to work and ride the rail trail to Motivus on Wednesdays. I was like, well, that, yeah, you're, I should probably do that. Yeah. I can't make any excuses. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right. Let's, uh, let's get into some rapid fire questions real quick. So these are where I just come, me and joy will come up with some random questions and it'll be for one of you specifically, and you guys just spit an answer back real quick, okay? All right, I'm nervous, man. All right, you should be. All right, so what are you gonna go for, uh, Colin? The donuts or the brownies at Lean Kitchen? Uh, donuts. Cool. Maple glazed uh, bacon donuts. All right. All right, Camilla, are you a coffee or a tea kind of girl? Coffee. All right, um, Camilla. Are you going to Colorado for a ski trip or Hawaii to go surfing? Hawaii. Cool. Okay. All right. What about uh, for both of you, Fran or Diane? Diane. 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 All right. I'm, I'm more um, of a grace person, but. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I like CrossFit. Let's stay with CrossFit. We haven't really talked about CrossFit too much yet um if well colin if you had to work out with a crossfit games athlete and then take them over to lean kitchen and have lunch with them who would it be does it have to be from this year I, it I could mean, be from Brony any is, year from, from 2005 on he's the answer every time yeah i hear you who froning froning okay cool yeah Gotcha. I told you we're old CrossFitter. We don't know a lot of the new names. <laughs> hey, man, he's still competing. Apparently, he's going to try to do Masters next year. I don't know. We'll see. And I oh, can't wow. say email because my wife's on the line, so you kind of set me up on that one. I did. <laughs> <laughs> what about if there was one CrossFit movement you never had to do again? What would it be? I don't like doing snatches. There's too much, too much going on with that. I like I like easy things, but less complicated things. All right. What about you, Camilla? Probably a jumping rope. <laughs> it's not like I'm that great at it, but yeah. All right. Um, let's say that I gave you a prepaid black card that could get you anywhere. 
and with all expenses paid for a week, and it's just you two, and you're going to GSP right after this conversation. Where are y'all going? I want to go to France. France? Uh, I don't know. Your answer should be France, Colin. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the opposite of France. <laughs> no, I don't. France would be cool. Um, I like to go to the beach, so that'd be someplace. But they got beaches in France. Yeah, they do. I know what they she's talking about, so I, I, I know what she's saying is not on the beach. So that's kind of what my hesitation was. <laughs> David asked me this question. If you guys are going on a date night, where are you going to go? What are you going to do? Whenever we go on a date night, we go to this trip 104 in Greer. Yeah. Um, it's just our go-to. It. We've tried other steakhouses. We like their better. And it's a mile from our house. So it's just. Their whiskey selection is on point too. Yeah, exactly. Hey, but don't sleep on the Kennedy now that you're Spartanburg. Please. That's right. Have you guys been at the Kennedy yet? No. All right. We all need to go. All right. We got to make it a date. I will be at the bar. You can find me there. That's the best place to sit, I think. Yeah. <laughs> where, where is that? It's, it's on Kennedy that. Street. Oh. It's on East Kennedy now. Street. So instead of, um, I guess, if you're going to Lean Kitchen, yeah, yeah. If you take a right out of Apogee onto okay. Pine Street, you'll hit East Kennedy Street, and you just take a right on that, and you'll run right into it on your left. It's really good. Awesome. It is. It's yep. good. And it's all, like, local food. So awesome. it's locally grown, provided farm food. Mm -hmm. huh. Yeah. It's good stuff. I'll have to go check it out now. Got to check it out. All right. Um... Hmm. I need to know what your favorite beer is. It's an important one to me. <laughs> so somebody posted on Facebook a while back a picture of this beer, and now we buy them all at the store because they seem to be always sold out. But it's 1985. New Belgium IPA. Ooh. Yeah. All so right. I, I can't argue with that choice, but, you know, besides that, I would say, um, so it, it's only available in Georgia, and apparently Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, is in Georgia because we were able to buy it there. Uh, but there's a brewery in Athens, Creature Comforts, and they make a beer called Tropicali. That's really good. Awesome. Very cool. All right. I think that's good. Um <laughs> Anything else? <laughs> Joy, anything else? You want? Well, go for it. If you got one no, more, I'm go for kidding. it. I'm just kidding. All right, cool. Um, Joy, do you have anything else you want to say? Uh, no, I mean, I'm just I'm just so excited to see you guys in Spartanburg and like the energy that you've brought into your restaurant and your business. It's just it's really exciting for the community. So I'm really looking forward to uh to it being there and to getting my meals delivered to the gym. Easy peasy. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah, I second that. I've been I've been counting down the days for a mm -hmm. long time. Camilla can vouch for that for you guys opening. <laughs> so I uh I'm really excited to have friends nearby. I feel like I'm constantly making new friends in Spartanburg and it's nice to have some old friends close by now as well. So 
Um, yeah, I know you guys are going to crush it. Um, thanks for taking time out of your Thursday evening. I know you got the girls to tend to um, and probably some football to watch. So really appreciate you guys taking some time to talk to us. Um, maybe we can do it again, you know, in about a year and just see how everything's going. And just yeah. kind of, maybe we can do it. Maybe we can do it at the Kennedy. How cool yeah. would that be? <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I'll let you guys go. Um, Y'all heard it here on the Apogee Fitness Podcast.